0: Welcome to Sully Says, musings on sales and life. I'm your host, Rick Sully, and I've spent the past 25 years in the greatest profession in the world, sales, and the number one goal on my podcast is to teach you everything I've learned. I give you the tips, tools, and techniques necessary to excel in sales, network marketing, and most importantly, in life. So listen, learn. And enjoy the journey. Hey, everybody, Rick Sully here with the latest episode of the Sully Says Podcast. And I've been churning out the episodes at a pretty breakneck pace lately. Has anyone actually noticed? It's like my fourth one in the last uh, three weeks. Why? Well, I'm pretty motivated. Got the dopamine firing feeling some inspiration, and I hope in some small way I'm helping some of you gain a slight edge in your careers and personal lives. So this week's episode is going to focus on the lost art of listening. Now, did everyone hear that? For those of you who didn't, let's try it one more time. This week's episode is all about the art of listening. And make no mistake about it, listening is an art. So let's get rolling. Listening simply is the ability to accurately receive and interpret messages in the communications process. Now, that is as Webster as Webster can get in terms of a definition. And think about it. Listening is undoubtedly the key to all effective communication. Without the ability to listen effectively, the messages are easily misunderstood, communication is going to break down, and the sender of the message can easily become frustrated or irritated. When you look back over history, some of the greatest misunderstandings and wars uh, have come as a result of an individual's inability to listen. And You think about, for each of us in the workplace, how critical it can be. Uh, number one, it can lead to better customer service. Uh, two, greater productivity. Uh, three, a free exchange of ideas and informations. And four, it's going to cut down on conflict and issues that arise in the workplace because of miscommunication between colleagues and a boss and a subordinate. So it is critical everywhere, but especially in the workplace. Now, it's important that we make sure that you understand there is a very big difference between listening and hearing. Hearing refers to the sounds that enter your ears. It's a physical process that, provided you do not have any hearing problems, happens automatically. Now, listening requires more than that. It requires focus and then concentrated effort, both mental and sometimes physical as well. It's going to mean paying attention to not only the story, but how it's told, uh, the use of language and voice, how the other person uses his or her body. In other words, it means being aware of both the verbal and nonverbal messages. And your ability to listen effectively depends on the degree to which you perceive and understand these messages. Now, adults spend an average of 70% of their time engaged in some sort of communication. Of this, research shows an average of about 45% is spent listening, compared to 30% speaking, 16% reading, and 9% writing. And that, by any means, is a lot of time listening. So it is worthwhile, therefore, to take a little bit of extra time to make sure that you're listening carefully. And, and whatever the person's saying just becomes white noise. and I know those of us who have children certainly feel like that sometimes when we're talking to our kids. And potentially to our spouses. But that's probably a whole nother episode of the Sully Says Podcast. Uh, but, you know, the problem is partly attributed to the difference between speech rate and processing rates, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, you know, the average speech, rate, speech rates excuse me, are between 125 and 175 words a minute, whereas as humans, we can process on average between 400 and 800 words a minute. So it's very common for the listener to use that spare time to daydream or think about other things rather than focusing on what the speaker is saying. So that, uh, that's something to think about. I mean I, I don't think that answers all the questions, but it certainly explains part of the problem with some of us. Uh, now it's pretty difficult to focus on somebody who's speaking very fast and very quietly, especially if they're conveying, uh, conveying complex information. We may also get distracted by the speaker's personal appearance or by what someone else is saying, which sounds more interesting. So Issues like these not only affect you, but are likely to show your lack of attention in your body language. Uh, it could mean you're looking away, your arms are crossed, uh, your eyes are, are, are kind of darting back and forth, you're, you get kind of this like glazed look on your face. And it's really hard to control your body language, and you're likely to show this, as I mentioned, uh, eye contact, posture. And they're going to, most cases, if the speaker is attentive, Uh, they're gonna detect this problem pretty quickly and more than likely they're gonna stop talking because they're gonna look at that cue and say okay I'm rambling Uh, and they may actually get offended and upset and I think we see this a lot of times when we are in uh, you know meetings and there's somebody that likes to be the center of attention or talks to hear themselves talk we all know somebody that falls into that category but the problem what arises in those individuals is they don't respond to nonverbal cues, and they'll just keep on plowing through because they are so intent on getting their message out there. So what I want to talk a little bit about next is uh, the different types of listening and how they're used in every situation. So I'm just going to mention four of them. I'm going to talk about them briefly, and then I'm going to give you some tips to help you become a more effective listener. Number one, appreciative listening. It's exactly what the name implies, listening to enjoy the story or the music or the information you're hearing. Uh, This encourages you to avoid engaging in other communications and focus solely on the sounds or words. And it also means no phone. We are all guilty of being at sales meetings uh, and zoning out. And starting to look at our phones, maybe check in the scores of the games, the stock market, social media, whatever the case might be. If you're truly engaged and appreciative of what the person's saying, that shouldn't be happening. Number two is critical listening. This involves hearing what someone says, identifying some of the key points or arguments, and then solidifying your opinion in the process. So you think of a debate, or how you feel when you listen to a politician speak, for example. Your goal is to analyze what the speaker is saying to try to determine their agenda. All right, the third would be relationship listening. Now, this is one of the most important skills to have when dealing with people. You know, relationship listening is also known as therapeutic or empathetic listening. You would use relationship listening to help a friend through a problem, uh, solve a conflict between co-workers, uh, speak to your children, uh, and ultimately it's it's perfect for prompting people to open up through support and honesty. And this is probably pretty common also in your relationship, so if you have a communications breakdown with your spouse, some of it may be attributed to your inability to engage in relationship listening and provide that uh, you know, that empathy that they require. And finally, discriminative listening. It's when you look past the words and you hear and detect an underlying message. Now, this is really important for someone who does online marketing or potentially uh, telephone sales uh, because, you know, you're, you're really, uh, it's, it's critical, I guess, to try to find little cues there because you don't have the advantage of looking at body language or tone changes or volume of someone's voice to determine what the speaker really thinks and feels. Uh, So you need to become a better discriminative listener as you engage more and more via texts and Facebook and snappy tweets and so forth. So ask yourself the question, now that you know the four different types of listening, which one are you and which areas do you struggle and potentially seek improvement? All right, so now I'm going to give you 10 quick tips to help you develop effective listening skills. Number one, you have to be fully in the moment. We talked a little bit earlier about, you know, speaking to someone and finding that they're distracted and not really listening to you. It's probably made you feel annoyed, frustrated, disrespected, and you may even become angry and shut down the conversation. This is, again, I, I keep coming back to, you know, your relationship with your children or your spouse. You'll see this the most often because this is where you're going to engage in really intimate, intense conversations. Uh, But it's it's, it's so vital to be fully present in that moment. If something else is on your mind, maybe like a telephone call you have to make, an appointment, a text you need to answer to, let them know that. Give them that courtesy. Do what you need to do and then say, you know what, I'm ready. I'm fully in the moment. And this is going to go a long way to really solidifying the communication between you and that individual and any individual for that matter. So be attentive but also relaxed. So you've made eye contact with the person. Now relax. You don't have to stare like, you know, fixedly at the person and like creepy and like you're looking through them. You can look away now and then and carry on like a normal person. Uh, But just be attentive. Uh, you know, and I like this uh, You know, Webster I have quoted the, uh, earlier when we talked about listening, but the dictionary says that to attend to another person means to be present, give attention, apply or direct yourself, pay, um, pay attention, and remain ready to serve. So it's important that you screen out these distractions like background activity and noise that might be going on, uh, and, and, and don't focus on little things like their accent or speech mannerisms where they become distractions. And then don't let your own thoughts, feelings, or biases uh, send you off on a different path either. Always keep an open mind. It is critical to listen without judging the other person or criticizing the things she tells you. If what he or she says uh, causes alarms to go off, don't say, well, that was stupid. As soon as you indulge in judgmental thoughts and comments, you've compromised your effectiveness as a listener. So don't jump to conclusions. Uh, let the speaker continue their thought process because it's representing what they're feeling at that particular moment and you don't know why or how those feelings came about so it's important for the, them to get those out and they may have something going on in their life that you're not aware of or something that happened in their past that's causing these feelings to take place. Uh, don't try to st- focus on one particular sentence and allow that to derail your entire, uh, you know, the entire message that's trying to come across. Um, you know, so and that's critical. You know, after uh, after the person says something, that maybe you know, okay, wait a second, I don't know if I how I feel about that. Let them continue. Let your mind process and really focus. And I think if you do that a lot of times, it will start to get context and have meaning for you. Another step to uh, effective listening: allow your mind to create a mental picture of the information being communicated whether it's a literal literal picture or an arrangement of kind of abstract concepts, your brain will do the work needed to stay focused when all of your senses are fully alert and engaged. And when you're listening for long stretches, concentrate on and remember like keywords and phrases and a lot of times I think it's helpful if you are in a meeting to take notes not doodling or you know playing tic-tac-toe with your neighbor but taking notes of the things that were important to you maybe it is only one or two keywords but that'll just allow you to kind of remain focused on what's being said and and again I, I can't say this enough don't spend time planning what to say next you cannot rehearse and listen at the same time think about only what the other person is saying and I, listen, I'm incredibly guilty of this because I'm a very uh, analytical person uh, in some respects. And I'm also, uh, you know, I, I put, take a lot of pride in my communication. So I want to make sure what I say is very concise and, and engages people. So I will start thinking about that. I will start rehearsing it. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to stop doing that. Uh, next, don't interrupt and, and impose your solutions. Uh, You know, we used to tell our kids, or how many times did you hear from your parents, you know, it's rude to interrupt. And we all do it because it's so important you want to say what you have to say or you want to address what the other person said or maybe have a contrarian view of what they said. Uh, You know, don't allow yourself to do that, okay? Nothing is worse than having, uh, you know, someone who is very loud, aggressive, and in-your-face behavior when you're trying to talk or make a point. Um, you know, and and I think the other thing to keep in mind is interrupting sends a couple different messages. I'm more important than you are. uh, What I have to say is more interesting, accurate, or relevant. I really don't care what you think. Uh, I don't have time for your opinion. And this really isn't a contest. I'm the conversation. Excuse me. It's a contest and I'm going to win. And, you know, it sounds kind of juvenile, but those are all legitimate uh, interpretations of what happens when you're interrupting someone. And as we said earlier, we all think and speak at different rates. If you're a quick thinker, an agile talker, then the burden falls to you to kind of relax, slow down, let things kind of materialize. And then when there's a pause and the opportunity presents itself, then you can jump in. Clarifying questions is another way to become a better listener. If you don't understand something, then ask the speaker to explain it to you. But don't interrupt. Wait for the pause, as I said earlier. Then say something, hey, could you back up a second? I didn't quite understand what you just said. That advice right there will help you avoid so many issues in your day-to-day communications with people at work, at home. And it will really change the level of engagement. Because now you have a better understanding of what the person is saying. Ask questions only to ensure understanding. You know, if you have a colleague that's really excited to tell you about an upcoming vacation they have and all the exciting things they're going to do and uh, they make mention like, oh, yeah, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to meet up with an old friend of mine. Uh, I think, you know, Bill, he used to work here and then you sabotage the conversation and say, oh, my gosh, Bill, how is Bill? I, I remember this great story when, you know, Bill and I went out and what you've basically done is you've taken the stolen their thunder. You've taken away all their enthusiasm and passion of their story and you've taken off in a different direction because you wanted to make it about you. Let them tell their story. If you are going to ask questions, ask questions that pertain specifically to them and what they're going to do because that, my friends, is so important to become a better listener. All right. Next thing I want you to do is try to feel what the speaker is feeling. You know the old saying, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Uh, if the person is telling an emotional story, uh, you know, a sad story, then I think it's realistic for you to kind of feel that kind of sadness and pain. There's a my last lecture, or the last lecture by Randy Posh. He was a professor at Carnegie Mellon University, and he was diagnosed with cancer, and he kind of gave his last lecture advice to everybody uh, out there on how to live your life, and you can't help but just feel the emotion as he's giving this speech and, and then starting to feel your own emotion, the sadness for him and his family and his his students, and then ultimately sadness for yourself because you may be thinking about your own mortality or the death of someone close to you. But whatever it is, a good storyteller, a a person who's captivating, will make you go on that ride with them, whether it's sadness or joy or, uh, you know, adventure. And to me, that's the fun part of listening. All right. So experiencing all those things with that person and being in that moment with them. And if you can do that, you're going to notice things like you're going to lean forward. You're going to nod your head. You're going to be fully engaged. And in some cases, you may laugh out loud with them. You may cry. And that is probably the peak of becoming the best listener you can be. And it's also a tribute to the ability of the speaker that they're able to captivate you like that. Always give feedback to the speaker uh, with things like, oh, my gosh, you that, that, that's great. You must be so excited. Or, oh, gosh, that sounds so awful. How are you holding up? Or, you know, I, I can see that this is you know this is really weighing on you. Is there anything I can do to lighten your burden? Any things like that. And sometimes it's just as simple as a nod of the head or a shake of the head or a facial expression if they're talking about it, maybe a near miss this morning on the way to work in their car and you grimace along with them. Things like that are so uh, powerful and they make the speaker feel like they've made a connection with you. And, you know, I, I don't think it's okay to say things like, you know, fillers as speakers Uh, We don't want to use those. But as listeners, sometimes it's okay to say, "Mm mm-hmm, or "Uh uh-huh, or I understand, you know, little things like that, just to ensure that there's a connection between the two of you. Uh, and finally, pay attention to what isn't said. The speaker is also going to give you nonverbal clues. Now obviously when we're dealing on uh, you know social media or on the internet and text messages, this is what leads to a lot of issues because you don't have the advantage of nonverbal cues. Now emojis have helped. If someone's being sarcastic, they may roll their eyes and, and, and so, so forth with an emoji. But other than that, it's very hard to interpret. But when you're in front of a person, you can totally detect enthusiasm, boredom, irritation, uh, you know, just looking at the expression around their eyes, the way their mouth is set, their shoulders. These are clues that you cannot not ignore. So when listening, remember, words only convey a fraction of the message. All right, so one of my final thoughts about listening, I'm going to wrap things up for you today, is I believe that active Engaged listening shows uh, the ability to have uh, like a curiosity, an open mind, and a desire for continuous growth. Every conversation is an opportunity to learn. You're looking to discover something new and and have the potential to teach them something. Um, Be open to new ideas and new ways of seeing things. Uh, Your point of view is not the only point of view. Uh, And... I think if you take this a step further when it comes to things like listening to podcasts or books on tape or presentations at sales meetings or any meetings for that matter and have an open mind and be willing to to engage and learn, you will become a better person all the way around because now you have knowledge that you didn't have before. And knowledge is truly a gift. So I want to thank all of my loyal Solly Says listeners. I am uh, so grateful for your feedback and support. For all you first-timers out there, welcome aboard. Uh, Hopefully it was a worthwhile investment of your time. If you were listening, hopefully listening, and like what you heard today, please do me a favor. Share the Sully Says Podcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can listen too. And do me a huge favor. If you have a chance, subscribe and review the Sully Says Podcast, because it makes a big difference to me. So thanks again, everyone. I will be back again soon with another transformative episode of the Sully Says Podcast.